0: This is a conspiracy channel. Tape 2.
1: Welcome to the Hush Channel. This is a continuation of the sleeping prophet Edgar Casey, who, when under hypnosis, served as a medium for an entity. On this tape, the entity divulges into what nobody of Casey's time knew about Atlantis. The entity's revelation sparked a resurgence of aggressive quests for the still-lost land throughout the 20th century that continues to this day. The entity referred to Atlantis as Poseidon. It also noted that Atlantis and aliens were real and that the red race developed in Atlantis while confirming the pre-flood stories of almost all ancient religions that soul entities intermingled with animals to produce creatures such as giants and creatures of Nile myth that were as much as 12 feet tall. The Book of Giants actually talks about how the fallen angels not only made it with women but also animals and creatures of the earth and this is where the human-animal hybrids of what we now call mythology actually came about from. Several sarcophagi found at various sites in Egypt held chopped up bones of different animals. What's remarkable about this is that a lot of these fragmented pieces of bones had no matching genetic markers of anything else that we have found on Earth. Until this day, their species are still unidentified. In text 364-9, the Entity stated the following.
0: This is incomprehensible from what man terms the scientific standpoint, for it involves the law of relativity and laws of atomic structure which have not yet been discovered. This period in the Earth's history, however, is very well documented. It was the age of fable, when gods and goddesses, the souls, roamed the earth, turning into trees, speaking from rocks, and inhabiting the bodies of centaurs, cyclops, and other creatures which were half-animal, half-human.
1: The Entity's Readings Indicate that the latter stages of Lemuria and Atlantis was a time when the whole world spoke one language, a time prior to the Tower of Babel legend in the Bible, when the understandings were of one tongue. There had not yet been, as yet, the divisions of tongues. Now, the entity also stated that the beings that inhabited these now lost civilizations at their beginnings were not physical beings because they were closer to what he calls the source. The further away from the source mankind became, the more a physical body became necessary This is quite an interesting point because when you look at religion, it always talks about leaving behind flesh and that the whole point of our life on earth is to reach a point of ascension so that after death, we can rid of our flesh and ascend spiritually so that our soul can go back to source or what one might call God. So it's funny that the entity states that when we were closer to source or what one might call God, that we were spiritual beings, beings without flesh, beings without a physical because it was not necessary. But in the grand scheme of mankind's fall, we now require a physical body. I heard this theory about why the reptilians of the Anunnaki operate under predictive programming whereas they have to in some way shape or form inform the masses of what they are going to do before doing it. Which a lot of people find these subliminals per se in shows like The Simpsons and sci-fi or fantasy productions. This theory though consists of the world being ruled by the cabal and that these people who run everything on earth are reptilians and that they subliminally let the world know what's going to happen next because they believe in the law of bad karma and bad frequencies that can deter them from ascension meaning that by giving the masses a heads up they are clear of whatever happens when things come to fruition. This is important to them because bad karma will prevent them from ascending, which is important to them as it is to humans who are religious. An example of this would be if I told you that someone was going to stop by your house at 1 a.m. tomorrow night and break in through the side door and set it on fire. So when this thing happens the next night at 1 a.m. and there's a break in at the side door before a fire burns you, your family, and your house down to a crisp, the universal law of karma would not penalize the criminal negatively because you had every opportunity to take precautions. By calling the police, baking in your home and or being ready to eliminate the threat by violence it's just something to think about though that ascension is perhaps a universal desire and the ability to not be bound to a physical body is also perhaps another universal goal for each entity regardless of species and how advanced they are then the part about the age of fable and how the gods inhabited nature going into the likes of trees and rocks this reminds me of the original language of the kohizan which is a click language the Koizan are actually the oldest ethnic group found on this planet the genetic makeup of the poison population are genetically diverse and extremely different to other human populations of which Researchers have actually noted that the Khoisan have different and ancient indigenous lineage that predates Homo sapiens by 30,000 plus years, making them of archaic human category. And science does prove that the origin of humanity lies within southern Africa. And when you think about how humans domesticate and communicate with animals, clicks are used. Think about calling your dog, cat, and even horses. You do this sound. This may seem irrelevant but the entity also reveals that when higher conscious beings fell from grace they went into these plants and animals. If we all spoke one language that means the click language of people like the Koizan, the Zulu, and the Zosa of central and southern Africa have remnants of their one world language. Not to mention the indigenous of the world are and were known for practicing animism. Animism is the belief that plants, animals, nature, inanimate objects, and natural phenomena are living beings. And this is why they have such a profound respect and reverence to the point of nature spirit worship. And while they do not use more of nature than what they absolutely need to survive they also thank nature when using it for their needs such as for food shelter weaponry clothing and so forth they know that nature spirits are a real thing because they still have connections to their ancestral knowledge which speaks of how the gods inhabited nature so modern science is just now catching on to something that the indigenous have been believing which is that plants have a high sense of intelligence and can actually understand humans they communicate at frequencies however that our ears cannot decipher nor pick up on at least not knowingly and plants actually have great memory recall so in theory prior to the fall of mankind we were ascended beings who vibrated at the same frequency as the other spiritual beings that were in the heavens, the oceans, plants, animals, nature, and so forth. That was the one world language. Telepathy is defined as the purported vicarious transmission of information from one person's mind to another's without any known human sensory channels or physical interaction. Telepathy was the universal form of communication. If you notice, when people are adopted by extraterrestrials, they always mention that the extraterrestrial was speaking via telepathy. Just to dive a little bit further, when it comes to the Khoisan of Southern Africa, the click language, and the origins of humans being in Southern Africa, you cannot escape the deity Enki, who also appears in the original belief systems of African ethnic groups just as a different name. For example, the Maasai ethnic group of Kenya and Tanzania call him Enkai. Again, the Mesopotamian narratives are only the oldest found creation stories known to mankind. Enki is depicted as a merman and you cannot really thoroughly look into the origins of mermaids and reptilians and even religion and mythology without running into Enki. He is the Anunnaki being who was a master geneticist. They were aliens after all. Enki is the figure that was responsible for creating mankind. And his merman depiction is also the reason behind the Jesus Ictus fish fishsome. And his beautiful serpent phenotype and humanoid nature is also the reason that he is called the serpent in the Garden of Eden. However, in the original story, he was actually liberating mankind from being sleeps. Because the Mesopotamian narratives serve as the blueprints for latter former belief systems, Enki's name and depiction changes. But his character, his actions, and his abilities does not. Thus, in other religions, he is called Krishna. Horus, Osiris, Haru, Hercules, Hades, satan and jesus christ himself but that there is a whole other rabbit hole with quite the plot twist not to mention when you speak of mankind intermingling continuously with the fallen even after the great flood you do notice that the Koizan also have that beautiful serpent-like phenotype that the sumerians noted that Anki has and not only does the Koizan have this phenotype but so does a lot of the indigenous ethnic groups throughout africa throughout northern eastern and south asia as well as the americas given the fact that enki is the leader of the fallen angels and that the Koizan originate out of his domain of ancient ethiopia in southern africa this does bear some weight the point here is that modern science has finally caught up to what the indigenous of the world and mythology has been saying all along According to these readings, the people of Atlantis became aware of the fact that their civilization was about to be destroyed. As a result, they hid identical records of the Atlantean civilization in Bamini, in Egypt, and in the Yucatan. Numerous readings contend that this Hall of Records will be discovered at the right time when certain events have transpired and that this Hall of Records in Egypt could be found under the Sphinx, however, not through the connecting chambers that people have been entering from the right paw of the Sphinx. In another reading, the entity then states that there are 32 plates or tablets and records made by the entity itself that are preserved in the Egyptian Hall of Records which would require interpretation and that this interpretation would take some time it is likely that the glyphs on these tablets are a precursor to hieroglyphics. Several readings refer to the dissensions the rebellions the disturbances the turmoil and the destruction that happened in Atlantis between two spiritual groups. One group was named the sons of the law of one and the other group was named the sons of Belial. According to these readings the entity itself was a part of the sons of Belial and aided against war and against those of the sons of the law of one apparently some of the priests in Atlantis were corrupt focusing on the material rather than the spiritual they practiced the black arts misused spiritual laws and desire to dominate others. The readings document the ongoing wars, plural, between these two factions. So to break this entire segment down into modern terms, the sons of Belial are the fallen angels and the humans who sided with them, spoken of in Abrahamic religions. The sons of the law of one are the angels who stood by the biblical gods. As far as which party is good or evil, that just depends on what you believe in. But I say that to say, That the entity stating that the atlanteans found out their civilization was going to be destroyed is likely done finding out that there was going to be another great reset or what we would call in abrahamic religions Noah's flood which obviously occurred and pushed these now lost civilizations to the depths of the oceans so to preserve their culture before the great flood wiped out their lands and their people these Atlanteans documented their civilization via what is called the Hall of Records and distributed these records to Egypt to Bamini and to the Yucatan and by Bamini i just mean the area that's within the Bermuda triangle that area along the florida coastline is what the entity called Bamini and if you are wondering where Bamini is Bimini is the westernmost chain of islands of the Bahamas that theoretically was a part of a larger landmass that now is underwater due to its location it now contributes to the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle. Due to Bermini's location and theoretical size in whole and prior to the Great Reset it would actually cover major territory within the Bermuda Triangle's area. So in theory it is highly probable that one of the Hall of Records is deep underwater inside the Bermuda Triangle. Casey then jumps back to 10,600 years prior during a time when the entity was known as the Prince of Peace going into the land of promise. Where we are told by the entity that Mesoamerica was an area that was at that time disturbed by corruption from within and filled with stiff necked. And adulterous people. The story behind this is that during the second and third violent disruptions in Atlantis, some of the Atlanteans migrated into Mesoamerica along the Yucatan Peninsula and began developing civilization there in the same manner as Atlantis itself had been developed. During this time period the landscape of Mesoamerica was much different and instead of being a tropical area like it is today, it was more temperate, more mild, and the different regions along it varied in conditions and positions. The entity also identified the Iroquois as being descendants of the ancient Atlanteans. The Iroquois are a confederation of indigenous people that consists of the Mohawk, the Oneida, the Onondaga, the Cayuga, and the Seneca people. The Lost of Mule was the now lost civilization that was in theory an array of large islands that occupied the now vastness of the Pacific Ocean and left 23 Five thousand plus mostly micro islands behind and the ring of fire. This is a part of prehistoric history which is mostly considered the part of history that occurred before the great flood that civilizations spanning the world speak of. The part of history that is considered undocumented and lost mostly due to major geographic changes that completely flooded civilizations or Buried them under tons and tons of beach sand that we now call deserts. Now, alongside the Atlanteans, the entity stated that inhabitants of the land of Mu were similar to the Atlanteans in that they were also experiencing societal upheavals. A segment of their population also decided to migrate to the Yucatan Peninsula and throughout Mesoamerica. And during the time of their migration was when the land of Mesoamerica began to change to an almost similar outline of what it looks like today. They built the first temples and the land became a a combination of people from the now lost lands of Mew Atlantis and a land named Oz, like the Wizard of Oz. Now in these readings, the entity sometimes called the land of Oz Aug like Alga Bashan the biblical giant from the Amorite lineage of Canaan that was slain by Moses and his people in the book of Numbers according to the entity the people of Oz are the direct ancestors of the Incans and that the land of Oz was located in Peru and that the people of Mu, Atlantis and Oz were the three groups of people who lived in Mesoamerica in New Mexico and in the southern portions of what is now called California. I do want to note that in another reading, reading 620, the entity notes that the lost tribes or children of promise also settled in the Aleutian Islands which are the southwesternmost archipelago of islands of modern-day Alaska. This web of information is all quite interesting because when Europeans first arrived to California it was noted how beautifully architect and pristine the cities were. They were considered more grand than anything the colonizers had ever seen even in Europe and it was estimated that 300,000 plus indigenous people lived in California divided into 500 plus groups. It makes me think that the seven cities of gold and also the legend of the city of lizard people that now lies below Los Angeles that the Hopi indigenous tell of noting that the Hopi indigenous are the oldest indigenous group in North America and underground surveys do actually show that their legend of underground tunnels could be true Except modern technology has in the past been unable to dig far enough to reach these tunnels that were picked up on radar. But also when you think about Dorothy and The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy is in San Francisco. An earthquake hits. She falls into the earth and travels to an underground kingdom which leads to the enchanted land of Oz. Which is presumably in the Pacific Ocean. Could the story have been based off the actual Land of Oz? Because we always hear about these other lost continents of Atlantis, Lemuria, of Mew, Kamari-Kandam, but the Land of Oz is not a popular one. Carolyn 27 on WordPress made some fairly interesting points about L. Frank Baum's story of Oz. In The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy gets carried away in a cyclone, not a tornado, and cyclones typically occur in the Pacific, of which Peru does border the Pacific Ocean and also the peruvian islands are inside of the pacific ocean in the ozma of oz dorothy is on a steamship bound for australia with her uncle when she is shipwrecked she washes up on an island which holds the land of oz inside of it the island like australia has deserts mountains and farmlands dorothy encounters the land of ev and then crosses the deadly desert before returning to oz now the first oz book came out in the year 1900 edgar casey would have been 23 years old After the people of Mu, Atlantis, and Oz settle among these lands, later is when the entity says that a division of people from the Promised Land migrated over on boats. In theory, these people from the Promised Land are the Lost Tribes of Israel. And the entity explained that's why in modern day, that's why the ancient ruins found throughout Mesoamerica show facets of Egyptian, Lemurian, and Oz architecture, construction, etchings, altars, depictions and Gods. The Lost Tribes infused their way of life upon the peoples from you that dwelled in the southernmost portion of what is now called the United States of America and then moved on to doing the same thing to those dwelling in Mexico and along the Yucatan Peninsula. Stories of the Lost Tribes being in America have actually been around for quite a long time. Another interesting link is found in a series of videos on the YouTube channel called the God Culture which follow the book of jasher's in-depth description of the divisions of Noah's three sons which actually covers the entirety of the earth instead of just the quote-unquote middle east then after using this breakdown and looking through several documentation the god culture uses the book of genesis description of the garden of eden and instead of searching for the lost rivers in the rivers known to man today he uses the oceanic ridge rivers which stretch the entirety of the world and were once actually atop the surface but now lay under all our world's oceans and stand as the longest river and mountain system in the world just now at the bottom of the oceans but by cross-referencing this with the Bible and other texts we are able to find the rivers of Eden and Eden potentially being in the Philippine and Mariana Trench area as you know the Mariana Trench is the deepest point of the world's ocean and of course you water flows how water flows so it makes sense that all the oceans would lead to this one point which would be theoretical eden or at least the part of eden where the bible we are presented today chooses as the setting for the beginning of its story and its relevancy to the main character of its story which is the lineage of adam to noah then Shem to Abraham, and then Abraham to Jesus. Because in a larger theory, the whole earth is and was Eden. Not to mention that the Philippines has over 7,100 plus and counting islands. And only 2,000 of them are inhabited. And people don't even tend to inhabit the entirety of the island. Mainly the coastal regions of these 2,000 inhabited islands. So that whole area is a whole question mark. And it doesn't help that evidence from South American ruins actually noted that that there was a lost continent of Mule That consisted of large islands that actually fill the Pacific Ocean. And the area which falls within vicinity of the Philippines and the Mariana Trench. So possibly... The part of the Garden of Eden as it pertains to Adam and Cain was located on one of these large islands that was inside of the land of Mule, which ultimately sunk due to the great flood. Genesis 3 and 24, after all, does say. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the Tree of Life. You can't make this up. The Ring of Fire is an almost 25,000 mile long horseshoe shaped rim around the Pacific Ocean, which starts down in New Zealand and goes all the way up and around and down to the southern tip of South America. And it is where the majority of Earth's volcanoes and earth. Earthquakes take place and inside of its perimeters is where the lost cotton of Mew was once located there's another video that comes from the YouTube channel the God culture which documents where Cain was sent when casted out of the Garden of Eden which according to the Bible Cain was exiled and sent east Of the Garden of Eden, meaning this would be east of the Philippine Mariana Trench area, or whatever large landmass was a part of the land of Mu that they were located on. And the God culture theorizes that the historic Aztec capital of Tenochtitlan, which is modern day Mexico City, was where Cain was sent. And the works of Josephus, along with the Bible, actually say that he named the city that he settled after his son, and the name of his son was Enoch. The name Tenochtitlan does have the name Enoch in it. The works of Josephus says that the city that Cain settled was chaotic and the people there are the reason that people started claiming parts of the earth or territories for themselves. Why people began engaging in the idea of currency, wealth, power and sexual transgressions. This lines up with what the entity claimed about Mesoamerica when it stated, Mesoamerica was an area that was disturbed by corruption from within and filled with stiff-necked and adulterous people. The Book of Jubilees states that Cain murdered his brother with a stone and that Cain was killed by the same instrument that he used against his brother. That his house fell on him and he was killed by its stone. The name Tenochtitlan comes from the Aztec language of Nahuatl, and it derives from the Nahuatl word teto, which means rock. Isn't that ironic? And Nahuatl, which means prickly pears, which is why the name of Tenochtitlan is believed to mean among the prickly peers growing among rocks. The way that King died could be an allegory for how the city that he built and the lifestyle that he created came back to bite him in the rear
0: and when Cain had traveled over many countries, he, with his wife, built a city, named Nod, which is a place so called, and there he settled his abode, where also he had children. However, he did not accept of his punishment in order to amendment, but to increase his wickedness, for he only aimed to procure everything that was for his own bodily pleasure, though it obliged him to be injurious to his neighbors. He augmented his household substance with much wealth, by rapine and violence, he excited his acquaintance to procure pleasures and spoils by robbery, and became a great leader of men into wicked courses. He also introduced a change in that way of simplicity wherein men lived before, and was the author of measures and weights. And whereas they lived innocently and generously while they knew nothing of such arts, he changed the world into cunning craftiness. He first of all set boundaries about lands, he built a city, and fortified it with walls, and he compelled his family to come together to it, and called that city Enoch, after the name of his eldest son Enoch. Now Jared was the son of Enoch, whose son was Malaliel, whose son was Methuselah, whose son was Lamech, who had seventy-seven children by two wives, Silla and Ada. Of those children by Ada, one was Jabal, he erected tents, and loved the life of a shepherd. But Jubal, who was born of the same mother with him, exercised himself in music, and invented the psaltery and the harp. But Jubal, one of his children by the other wife, exceeded all men in strength, and was very expert and famous in martial performances. He procured what tended to the pleasures of the body by that method, and first of all invented the art of making brass. Lamech was also the father of a daughter, whose name was Nama. And because he was so skillful in matters of divine revelation, that he knew he was to be punished for Cain's murder of his brother, he made that known to his wives. Nay, even while Adam was alive, it came to pass that the posterity of Cain became exceeding wicked, everyone successively dying, one after another, more wicked than the former. They were intolerable in war, and vehement in robberies, and if anyone were slow to murder people, yet was he bald in his profligate behavior, in acting unjustly, and doing injuries for gain. This is the end of tape 2.